It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Alright folks, back again. This is the host Jay, Jay Talk to the People Radio. Thank you all for tuning in at this hour. So glad that you can make it, stick by, take time out and listen. The Jay Talk to the People Radio. And we're back on live with this series continuing to think about it, to get your mind going, to get your body and mind in sync. Everything that you think turns into words. Everything from your words, language, converts into action, converts into physical action, converts into acts from your mind, speech, into your body, to physical works. It all starts with thinking about it. Anyone out there that receives communication or receives influence that your thoughts and opinions, beliefs are not to be trusted and is all false and that your thoughts are not authentic or not any kind of substance filled or meaning to them. Well, in order to absorb What's being said will have to take some thought. And if the individual proposes that, well, there's no such thing as thought. We don't live by thoughts. We don't live by each and every day dwelling in thoughts, ruminating, and having thoughts conduct our lives. And that what happens to us is that things are revealed from a different dimension or some type of spiritual nature. Either way we're going forward, thought has to come into mind. Again, the host Jay, this is the host Jay on Jay Talks to the People. Thank you for listening. The show is found on www.blogtalkradio.com. Slash J Talks to the People. Likewise, going to Facebook.com, searching for J Talks to the People. You'll find the J Talks to the People group. And there are current or periodic updates in regards to the show, in regards to reality, in regards to current events, and in regards to what is. Important and valuable in our everyday 
living, waking moments. Every day that we have, every day that we see the sun, wake up and close our eyes, things are very, very critical to our to our environment, to our living, to our sustenance of life. Things we do from opening our eyes or closing our eyes are very essential to keep our lives going. Things that are so essential that we ought to have gratitude for, that we have thanksgiving over. So each and every episode and show, and in between, we're doing things hopefully that we are thankful for. When we speak and share information, is information we can use to better ourselves, to produce a higher prosperity and a greater sustenance of life. Because if we don't, we most likely won't exist anymore into this world. So as I'm talking to the people, as I'm talking to the world, give thanks. Share information. That's what this forum is for. That's what the Facebook group is for, sharing information. So each and every time you share information on that site, it's expressing the gift of free speech, of free enterprise, giving information that it will hopefully lead to some constructive ultimate activity. Activity that's so important, that's so appreciated, that it is a joy and a, such honor to give. So each and every post is a Thanksgiving ceremony. Thing I've said up until this point, hopefully you've thought about it. You can find J Talks to the People not only on Facebook but on YouTube. There's been a recent update to the YouTube. We're going to J Talks to the People, YouTube.com. And getting back to sharing information, you can share information by phone, calling in at the phone number of 773-897-6235. Seven seven three eight nine seven six two three five. I've asked Mrs. J. Talk to the people to join the show today for her to share some information with us on this topic of abortion. Continuing on from the last Think About It installment, installment five, we're going to get into some audio material. There was a pastor confronting abortion supporters and the pastor addressed their arguments addressed 
their arguments for some critical and very valid questions, arguments, and talking points. And I'm going to do likewise to kind of mock that dialogue and interaction with Mrs. J Talks to the People by offering her some identical arguments and what she proposes, what her responses will be to them. So we're going to exhibit today some common, classic, original, critical exercises. Last but not least, if you don't have the wherewithal, the ability, the opportunity, the environment to catch us live, speaking in real time, you can communicate with the show, J Talks to the People, at sending an email to the show, the host of your comments, questions, remarks, rebuttals, objections, on and on and on, sending it to people at yahoo.com. So we're going to take a quick station break service announcement. And in these service announcements, they have very pivotal, pivotal and essential details, points that are made in them, some can pick them up and interpret them as, you know, just mere entertainment and just skits and interludes, but I try to make every piece and portion of this show have a constructive intent purpose. And these are just demonstrations of what the show is driving towards. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Don't go away. What's going on, people? Jay, the host here. Sometimes I get questions from potential and prospective guests asking, what's your show about? Where do you see your show going? What is it that you really want the folks to know? I say, ask the folks. Hey, they are the ones that make the show what it is. When they call in... They have interesting ideas, views, and thoughts. That's what it's all about. See, I may be hosting the show or hosting alongside a co-host, but the people make the show and in turn learn, grow, breed, produce fruit, thrive from one another. (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. So join us at 773-897-6235. 
and spread your gift of free speech. J Talks to the People can be found on iTunes, YouTube, Google, and Facebook. So people, be easy.
bullshit, okay? It doesn't mean... She jokes on you because you want to know what? I what? never thought about the fact that you were black once. That's insane, okay? You should. I didn't that's even what think I about am. it until you said it just now. No, okay. I don't live in a world where there are divisions like that. You do, okay? That's just the... You brought... You're the one who brought up the two out of three black male... I didn't say two out of three guys like you. I said two out of three black men. I wouldn't even think about the fact that I'm sitting next to a black guy. You've got to get out of here. You've got to go. You've got to leave right now. I do not feel good about this conversation. Okay, neither do I. Do you want to have sex still? No. I didn't feel like it either. I just didn't want you to have blue balls because that's another thing I don't believe in. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. He's looking at you, kid.
having some technical difficulties on my end with either my equipment or the site that I'm using for Blog Talk Radio, but the show must go on. Anyways, continuing on, we're going to play a little bit of the material of the pastor speaking with the Planned Parenthood activists. Here we go. Child can live separate yeah, from the mother when the when the child is a fetus. 
What would you say to that? Well, what I've learned throughout, like, my life working with children or going to school, I mean, children are smart. They may – then I could see their argument of saying that children don't know, but in, to me, in reality, a, children, a child knows anything. They, they can sense when, like, say, if a child is living, you know, they sense when their parents are arguing or there's something going on in the house. Children are very smart. They just don't think they're smart because they're inside the womb and they don't, they don't understand what's going on. Okay, and if an argument is made that, well, because it's legal, it makes it justified. So abortion and other like situations and things that go on in society now, it's perfectly justified, it's perfectly good because it's legal. What are you... What would your be your counter argument to that? Um, I mean, just because something's legal does not mean it's okay. I mean, anything could be legal, but doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. I mean, I'm, that's all I can think of what to say on that statement. Uh, I don't know if you can add anything else to that. I'll say that last part again. I said. That's all I can add to that. You can add anything else to that statement. But why is it that just because of it's illegal doesn't make it right? I think people do whatever's best for them, and they don't think about the other human being. Or even they may feel trapped and say, that's the first thing, you know, come to mind, oh, i got to abort this baby because I can't afford to take care of it. Or, oh, I just, I got sexually assaulted and now I'm pregnant and I don't want nothing to do with this baby because you may feel emotionally some type of way towards, of course you're going to feel some type of way towards the person who did that, but also you may not feel that you want the baby. You may feel the baby's unwanted. Yeah, but there's tons of things that were once illegal that are now legal. So things that were wrong before are now okay to do. What is it that we know or what we can say that because it's legal now still doesn't make it right? How are we able to either persuade or explain how because something is permissible by law, it still doesn't make it correct? Um, I feel like you kind of stumped me on that, that question. Um, I would just... Like what, what, so else, like, what else helps us... What else helps us determine something is right or wrong besides what the law says? Basically, it's, is what... Basically, you would have to, that. That would be the way you would have to respond to that argument. So, what else determines? I mean, I guess get them get um maybe get inside their head and say that like, would you if you were the baby, would you want to die? Right. That's why I mean, they would say the baby at 
the baby at that age, let's say the baby is two, one weeks old in the womb, but they call it a fetus, you know, they don't even call it a baby. They would say the baby doesn't know it's living, so how would that question even matter if they don't even know if they're alive? In other words, if, if you're killing something that doesn't even know it's alive versus killing something that knows it's alive, that's kind of taking away more of the person's consciousness or whatever they have, the substance that they have, compared to the other. So I'm just I'm just gonna go see if this makes also like contradict what you're saying. So they're saying with the baby being inside, not knowing that they're alive. Well, you know, when people go out and kill animals, do they not know that they're alive? Isn't that the same thing? I mean, we don't, we can't think in minds of animals, so we can't read minds of babies, a fetus that's inside our our, our stomach, um, the uterus. So how do they know if the baby knows that they're living or not? That's just a mindset of someone who is maybe a certain way of thinking compared to someone who doesn't think that way. Well, I mean, that's, that's a good point. That's probably why it's not wrong to hunt for hunt for fish, go fishing, and hunt for kill animals, just like it's okay to kill little people or even embryos, or some people even refer to them as just clusters of cells in the womb. Now, yeah, I you can have an argument. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to continue, but you can go ask the next question. Yeah, it's fine. Just finish up what you were going to say, Mrs. J. Talk to the people. I lost my train of thought. Okay. Uh, you may have something where a person can argue, I think what you just said earlier, that uh, if a person can't afford to take care of the child, if they can't provide proper child care or the birth control fails, um Yeah, and things like that. So if if, if if the parent or the mother can't take care of the child or if the birth control didn't prevent them from getting pregnant, they look at it as being forced to carry the child to term. So wouldn't it be right to abort, have an abortion at that time? Why or why not? I mean, I don't think, yeah, I get that, like, if something failed or they may not be able to afford, but then find all the other alternatives is always an adoption. Um, I mean, you can always work. I mean, not everyone's financially stable when they have a baby. Sometimes it, it just happens, you know, but that doesn't still make it okay to go abort your baby. Like I said, there's other alternatives to 
giving your child a loving home because everyone has a life. And I think uh, I think Jay talks to the people. Junior has something to say about it. He's been trying to. He's been talking the whole time. Yeah, he's being very talkative. He wants. He really wants to be on the on the on the show. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a little bit of. Mrs. J talks to the people and giving her insight and her thinking about it. And as you can see, the questions go a lot deeper and we can get a lot critical, more critical. So that was definitely very interesting and enlightening to me. Some good talking points, some things that I didn't perhaps consider before, and perhaps you may have never considered as well. So consider on this. Think about it. Stay tuned for the next episode. Again, this is Mrs. J Talk to the People, the host Jay and asked me to tell you all something, and that is to give thanks to all those who have stopped, took time to stop by and listen to Jay Talk to the People radio program. The program is an interaction-based platform for you guys and ladies, the people, to speak up and speak out, from current events to personal views to controversial matters. Be part of this show, this new season, this new day. Welcome to Live from L.A. My guest today is from the old school, where invaluable theater training was the rule of thumb. He's toured Europe in Othello and has had memorable appearances on TV classics such as Bonanza, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and a host of others. But it is the rare genre of black horror films that gave him the role for which he is most known.
During the surge of black exploitation films of the 70s, William Marshall gave a convincing portrayal of the terrifying but debonair vampire in the cult classic Blackula. Almost two centuries ago, the ruling elders of my people sent me, yes, and my bride to Europe on a mission to protest the slave trade. The slave trade? On that mission, I myself was enslaved. My wife murdered, and I was placed under the curse of the undead. Our assassin was a vampire, Count Dracula. Oh, yes, we all remember <laughs> that. Please welcome William Marshall. Thank How you. are you? Welcome I'm to life. Frightened. Are you frightened? <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Actually, it was like, who? Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, it's Halloween. You can be a little bit frightened. All right. <laughs> you can be Fine. a little bit I think frightened. I'll settle into that. <laughs> settle Thank into you. it. Yes. Well, we're glad to have you here and glad to see you. It, it is interesting because of all of the wonderful roles that you have had over the years, and you've had many. Blackula is the one that you're most known for. Why do you think that is that way? Well, it was a part of the so-called exploitation period in the early 70s when there was an outcry on the part of black artists and would-be producers, writers for films that dealt with the lives of black folk because mm -hmm. <laughs> this had never really been done or considered That's very it. much in the United States. And um, I remember myself saying there were so many stories that uh -huh. black people uh, could have fit into very easily since you say there isn't much material about us. Mm -hmm. Although we have the richest history of any folk walking this we earth. We do have a lot of history. Much of that history you brought uh, to this film. You were quite demanding about that, I understand. Well, well quietly, yes. I thought it would make it a better film and it what would make it a film that I could be in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were telling a little bit of the story. We saw a brief part of it. But what was it that you brought to the film that you worked hard to convince The character's to name was... Um, Andrew Brown, when they handed me the script. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Brown, as you may know, is a character in uh, Amos and Andy of ages ago that was not the finest thing that ever could have happened to us. Did the producers really, c were they thinking about Andrew Brown from Amos and Andy, do you think, in well, 1972 when they did Blackula? That was the name of the character, okay. and I think they were old enough to know about Amos and Andy and the damaging effect that it had on us. I think there was something of a resentment on the part of many producers who uh, sensed this outcry mm -hmm. and didn't want our voices to ring resonantly about and create a, a new kind of genre. Right. So, in that they were interested in my playing the part, I explained that this was not a part that was going to um, be successful where they were concerned. They wanted to make money. Uh, this isn't it. They said, you need to have a property right. that will be of interest to your target audience. Sort of a hook that would yes. really make it work. So he, he's got to be meaningful. He's got to, when he becomes a, a vampire, he is no longer useful to his people. Um, so he sets out from Africa, as I see it, uh, trying to do something about putting an end to the slave trade. It's draining Africa of its people. Mm -hmm. It's a vile, vulgar thing. Right. And uh, that's his mission. He doesn't succeed, but at least he attempts. He attempts to succeed. Now, this is, you actually convinced them to change the script, and as we saw in the movie, uh, Blackula, before he became Blackula, was a prince from Africa. Prince Mamu Warode was How, his name. Was there much resistance at that time? To Absolutely. <laughs> what did they say to you? What kinds of things were oh, said? Oh, I don't, I don't think that will work. Uh, I mean, we don't want to deal with the substance of slavery. And I said, uh, well, we didn't want to either. I had to. <laughs> 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.